the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is the Rob Black Show. It's dramatic out there. The recent moves in the markets are starting to have a parallel to, wow, that's going to be something that we compare things to. And what I mean by that, there's a historic slump happening again. I say it again because these once-in-a-lifetime floods seem to happen once every 10 years. This will be one of the top three corrections in the last 20 years, joining the 2008-2009 Great Recession, along with the 2000.com crash. We could be facing a once-in-a-generation down cycle. Tech seems set up for the biggest hit of them all, but more on that soon. For the year, the Nasdaq's down 22%, the S&P 500 down 13%. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is down 9%. The 10-year Treasury down uh, is sitting at 3.12%, playing with 3.2% today. I think that's the thing that tells you Wall Street doesn't think the Fed has inflation under control. Bitcoin has fallen to 32,000, down 28% for the year. What's happening in tech and what's happening in Bitcoin to me feels like, let's get rid of the weak hands. What's happened to the S&P 500 down 13.4% for the year isn't bad. It's actually very normal to have a 10% correction. So we could be looking at another 15, another 15% down on the S&P 500 if it's truly reflecting not a V-shaped recovery, but an L-shaped hockey stick, which you do not want to hear about. But then keep in mind that when this is all said and done, uh, we'll figure something out and capitalism will take advantage of the scenario. Apple's doing record buybacks. Google's doing record buybacks. Could they use some of that cash to potentially buy companies that were once high flying companies like a Peloton and say, Hey, maybe we fold this into our company. What do you guys think? Look how far this one's down. Do we need a blood sacrifice like a Robin hood? Robin hood, the average account has to be around $10,000. It's tiny. And one of the first things you do when you open a Robinhood account is you fund it and suddenly you get a couple of emails. Thank you for funding it. Good job. You funded it. Do you want to, you, you know, you just put $5,000 and now you can spend $5,000 on margin. And people don't realize you have to pay margin back as a debt. And if stock markets get creamed, like the NASDAQ down 22% from its all time highs, you get called on it where the brokerage firm says, you know, we lent you that money, but now that your original investment has gone from 5,000 to 3,000, your margin has gone down even more than that. You have to pay it back and sell something at a loss. This all looks a little bit too neat and a little bit too orderly. It's almost a murder she wrote where we already know who's going to do it. It's the guy with a weird mustache in the back of the room. I know you're saying, did you watch murder? She wrote, no, I did not. Um, are we barreling towards a recession? Bill Gates said yesterday, 
that I'm afraid the Bears on this one have a pretty strong argument that concerns me a lot. Bill Gates is not a stupid man. He's done a lot of stupid things. But inflation is a very big problem out there, and oil prices are sitting above $100 a barrel. $109.54. One of the biggest ways to sap consumer spending is to have it go poof in your gas tank. I have changed my habits enormously with higher gas prices only because I don't want to feel like the sucker. Gas prices are up 66. No, no, no. Excuse me. Not gas prices. Gas prices. 60% of Americans are making significant habit changes. Two thirds say they have made or will make significant changes in their driving patterns. As gas has hit between $4 and 12 cents and $4 and 35 cents on average in America much higher in some places like California. Cut back vehicle use for just necessities like groceries and doctor visits. Not fill the gas tank up, just put enough in what's affordable. Leave the car and take public transit more often. Drive to different gas stations, find the best prices. And canceling planned summer holiday travels by car. 30% of Americans Now, we have a very interesting problem because stock prices are going down and you want to see the economy in theory reflect a slowdown too. In some areas, that's just not happening. And it's a little bit like, oh. I think Bitcoin and NASDAQ, and when I say NASDAQ, let me correct this. The big companies like Apple, Google, Facebook, Microsoft, they're going to be fine. Do they have downside? Of course. But it's the companies like a plant here where you're like, I didn't really know this company before two years ago. Or a company like a Peloton or a Zoom. Companies that don't get the reopening right. We have a healthy economy as evidenced by hotels hiking prices ahead of the summer surge. As with airline and rental car prices, hotel rates are already way up this year compared to the same period in 2021. Hotel rates are up 36%. You can see it in tiny cities. You can see it in big cities. Seattle, Washington, $191 a night for a room. Nashville, Tennessee, $206 a night. Hotel chains are forecasting record travel numbers this summer. We think we'll probably have the biggest leisure summer we've ever had. That's helping their stocks stay afloat until cancellations come along. After plunging as much as 58% early in the pandemic, shares of the top three hotel chains are mostly above pre-pandemic levels. Hilton, S&P 500, Marriott, Intercontinental, when you compare them all, Hilton's actually beat the S&P 500. And the Marriott and Intercontinental aren't that far off. So again, the demand is there. Both Hilton and Marriott have reported big bumps in occupancy rates at the start of 2022. Big chains are reporting massive gains in revenue per available room. I went on vacation for spring break with my kids and it was the craziest, most expensive vacation I've ever had. And it wasn't the craziest, most over top vacation I've ever had. Um, I was pleased all things considered because I, I was like, Oh yeah, yeah. With uh, the pandemic, this is okay. I don't mind paying for this, but going to the future, I'm gonna have to pay for it with salary and, and not with canceled dreams from the past. Increased competition from the likes of Airbnb and other short-term rental offerings will likely push hotels to evolve. You'll see more and more home-like amenities. Um, 
Airbnb says bookings returned to pre-pandemic levels in the first quarter of 2022. The number of nights booked for summer travel at the end of April this year compared to the same in 2019 is up 30%. We are not in Europe. Europe is going to get hit much harder by what's happening with Russia and Ukraine. We have an affluent consumer on the high end, although there seems to be growing disparity again between the low end and the high end in the United States. And I do think we are set up for a summer of strife with the abortion ruling with the Supreme Court when that gets denounced. There's real thought that there'll be you know, violence in the streets. Will that happen? I don't know. But with inflation not really showing cooling off, but here's some thoughts for you. Maybe just a little bit. Let me give you some ideas on that. Actual inflation rather than expected inflation has probably peaked. Prices across the economy increased rapidly in 2021 versus 2020 levels, with CPI gains of more than 5% in the middle of the year that last year compared to 2020. Where we are now is we've started to see some of this you know, built into the story. And as we get further along into the inflation story, it's a little bit easier comparisons. Resources to help you manage your money. Visit robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Volatile food, volatile energy prices, Russian troops destroyed huge shipments of grain in Ukraine that could have fed a large portion of the world. Um, and if you listen to a speech yesterday and I'm speaking of Putin, I don't, this doesn't, something's not right. Latest inflation reports will show how the fed still has got inflation, uh, in their sites, trying to get back to 2%. I don't think anyone thinks we're going back to 2% anytime soon. If we were to say across the board, nope. Again, maybe we start seeing increases in about a year of 2%. Maybe by the fall, we start seeing 4%, 5% year over year. If you look at your portfolio right now, make sure that you have companies that you feel very comfortable with for the long-term patient investor. This bear market in tech stocks is starting to feel like one of the big three in the last 20 years. It's technically getting there. Food, energy, shelter are the categories worth watching, but shelters of particular concern. Shelter accounts for 40% of the consumer price index, as it does for many household budgets. And with double-digit increases in rents kicking in, this puts the household budget in a vice. And then you throw in cash or you throw in gasoline and you throw in food costs. I see people making some, some tiny cuts, tiny cuts here, tiny cuts there, tiny cuts there. It's, they start adding up to medium-sized cuts couple months of medium-sized cuts, they start cutting into GDP numbers. What's interesting about it is, I was trying to explain to my spouse, because every now and then you just have a report card period. And um, we kind of needed the death of Robin Hood. The speculation that happened in the markets in 2020, 2021, we needed to go away. The people who quit their jobs to trade Bitcoin, we need them to die. Not die literally figure of speech but that was a bad choice to quit your career of 25 years to become a bitcoin trader bitcoin's getting murdered right now and it's interesting that that kind of strangely times with warren buffett last week throwing bitcoin totally under the bus and saying if you were to give him 25 dollars worth of it he would find it worthless and he wouldn't even take it 
I don't feel that's the case. But until you can short it, I don't see it as a market. I see it as a pyramid scheme. Uh, how can I get someone else to pay higher than this for me? I think there's some wonderful things with uh, blockchain. And some of the technologies that we get out of it will be life-changing for corporations. But I don't know about the currency side of it. We are in an election year. So this is all going to be in hyper-focus, in my opinion. You're not going to be able to get away from it for the rest of the summer, for sure. And isn't that interesting? I said the rest of the summer. Markets are poised to open lower today. They were poised to open lower basically when futures hit Sunday evening right around 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon. This week, we are going to be watching the CPI number big time. It's due out Wednesday. It'll be one of the closely watched economic reports. The jobs report that we got on Friday was good. So on a lot of levels, I'm not trying to send you mixed messages, but we're still holding up fairly well in the United States. We had a little bit of wiggle room to tolerate higher gasoline prices, a little bit of wiggle room to handle higher food costs. But again, a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit there starts to add up. Friday's jobs report was solid. This week's inflation report will tell us, you know, last year we were like, oh, a lot of Americans got wages, wage increases. There's a wage shortage labor issue going on. And right now, changing jobs is very perilous because what you're seeing is the same thing happening in, on Wall Street. You're going to start seeing some job cuts come big time, whether it's in marketing of television and radio, whether it's Netflix. Uh, Netflix has to fire people and downsize their budget. Wall Street has deemed that streaming is a commodity and that Netflix no longer brings as much unique to the table as they used to with HBO being a legitimate player and with Disney being a consistently solid player as well. But every industry, uh, the hotel industry who got me to go on vacation back in April, they basically convinced me now is a good time to fly to Hawaii again. Now is it safe again? You can go in the water again. And what's still kind of shocking to me was how empty it was, but I was paying 50% more. And yet it was empty. And yet I was paying 50. They, they weren't cutting prices to get people there. They were raising prices for the people that wanted to go. The demand built up demand. I was watching the Giants this weekend. Antidotally, um, they had good crowds, but they also had very sparse areas where just no one was there. And it was Buster Posey weekend. It should have been like a you know a home crowd, beautiful weekend, sellout, but it's not. And if you turn on any of the Major League Baseball, it's just not fill it up. So some people have changed their habits. I think professional sports mean something a little bit different to us all. You're going to see the tech industry go through some job cuts right now. And it'll be the biggest job cuts in the tech industry since the 2000.com crash and the 2008 Great Recession. Venture capital is instead of saying, we're going to go public this year, they're starting to say things like, you know, you're going to take a lower valuation. We'll come public next year. Traditionally, layoff resistant companies like Netflix, Meta, they're laying off people. Amazon fired managers at a newly unionized warehouse. The New York Times reported that more than six senior managers at the warehouse in Staten Island were fired, a move workers saw as a response 
to the successful unionization. Um, yeah, I think we're going to see a lot more unionization talks over the summer as well. People are freaked out by the headline news about how much a CEO makes versus the average worker. And I get it. I get the disparities cause people anxiety. Reef said they're going to lay off about 5% of their employees. It's software-backed ghost kitchen. They're delaying bonuses. Documents show it owes vendors millions in outstanding payments. You're seeing Cameo insiders offer an inside at the brutal layoffs they're facing. And you're like, how are they facing slowdowns? But they're cutting 25% of their staff. So you're going to start hearing in the next couple of months about more layoffs. You'll probably start seeing some of the consumer price index not look so toppy in areas, but look more moderate toppy. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. So I know that historically speaking, we should be out of it in all-time highs before I have to make that decision of, should I get really conservative with my portfolio? Keep in mind, it took the NASDAQ 15 years plus to hit all-time highs after the 2000-2002 wipeout. So the indexes may not come roaring back. The individual stocks may. We got too many stocks in 1999, 2000, 2001 that came public that just shunned off. And I'll, I'll give you some examples. Names like GeoCities. That we're like, what is GeoCities? Well, they do like websites that you can get at a Yahoo, and it's like you can make your own website, but it looks kind of bad, like maybe a serial killer's website in a movie. It was never right. GeoCities was trying to say, oh, you could link your favorite restaurant to it, and people could come to your page and see what restaurants you like. And it just we gave money to companies that weren't going to stick around. And it feels like we've done that again, and we should have learned our lesson. Last year, I wasn't unhappy at the point that I was crying, but I was unhappy talking about all the SPACs on space. Uh, these were companies that didn't have the time to go public through the IPO process through the investment banking community, which tends to vet their investments a little bit better. So they were going to blank check companies. Like I'll give you the latest example, the Truth Social with Trump where he gets out of office and people are willing to write him a check for whatever. If you start your own Twitter, that's not a good business model. It's not, you don't go, I'll give you whatever. And for space last year, we're like, Elon Musk versus Tesla versus Virgin Galactic. And then we're going to get all the companies that are like going to do different little takes on space or different little boosters in space. And we did the same thing with you know Bitcoin and all the coins that have come out, just massive speculation. We chase, we chase, we chase, then we move on to the next fascination, the next shiny rock. So I think tech still has to clean out a lot of the trash from the last five years. And some of it was trash that could have been a great story, and some of it's just flat-out trash. Peloton makes an exercise bike with an iPad on it. In the end, there's nothing that special about the exercise bike. There's nothing that special about the iPad on it. The subscription angle is probably the thing that's most iconic about it. Man, did, did Peloton have a bad year? Having characters die on their bikes in media, telling you, like, was that foreshadowing a bit? Maybe a bit. So let's talk what the experts are saying right now, because I think you can glean a little bit from it. Bank of America says the decline in stocks um, could end in 2022 of October. 
S&P 500's massive sell-off during the week deep in this year. The correction for the broad index, it's likely to sink even lower before finding a bottom and rebounding. Thanks, Chief Investment Strategist said in a note that investors will spend much of 2022 working through inflation. I like that phrase, working through inflation. I think that sounds about right. Past performance, no guide to future performance, but if it were, today's bear market ends October 19th, 2022, with the S&P 500 at 3,000, the NASDAQ at 10,000. That's a pretty bold call. The base case remains equity lows, yields high, has yet to be reached. Bond yields have marched up to multi-year highs with bond prices sinking as investors prepare for the Federal Reserve to continue an aggressive run of interest rate hikes to tamp down on inflation. When the Fed says they're going to raise rates 10 times and we're three times in, we're still not even more than halfway to where they said they're going to go. Keep in mind, now now do you start getting why people hate the Fed? For years on this show, I've been telling you like, yeah, a lot of people really hate the Fed. I used to know a guy who wanted to dismantle the Fed. Just let interest rates find their own level. Don't be a, don't make it a policy thing. Because during the pandemic, yeah, we, we did have an okay economy. A lot of it was government money. You can't make people rich on government money. It's a bad idea. The Trump administration, the PPP loans was a bad idea, in my opinion. It was money very poorly spent. It's okay to let businesses go down. And I know that sounds harsh. It's also okay to give businesses a lifeline, but it's not okay just to say, here's $250,000, do whatever you want with it. We don't have the possible controls to stay on top of this. So the PPP loans created inflation, and I don't think it was money terribly well spent. The build back better is problematic because, again, we're throwing more government money. Ideally, you want your kids to be self-sustainable with their own income and not always counting on mom and dad's money to supplement. Same thing with our economy. You want households to be able to pay their bills without the government saying, okay, here's a freebie on uh, taxpayers. So Bank of America is saying October 2022. I kind of like that. We haven't had the down day yet where we turn off the TV in disgust. When we do, you're going to see the VIX, the volatility index, hit a level that's shocking to you. And you're going you're to turn on and you're going to be like, man, people are really panicking. But today it's sitting at 32.96, 52-week range of up to about 39. We need to hit 39 again. We need to double top it or break through it. We need people to get that margin call this week from last week's bad performance on the market. It takes a couple of days to clear out. People hide from their phone calls from their broker. People hide from their emails from their Robinhood. You are on margin and you need to liquidate half your position. I've been there. I know that. In the early 20s, I saw margin calls. Not on me, not on stocks I managed. But the early 20s, people really, um, my early 20s, the late 90s. We're really speculative. And with speculation, people borrowed money on margin. Think of it as a short-term loan with high interest rates to go out and buy stocks. Because the idea was you could make more money holding stocks for in three months. Maybe Yahoo will double. And all you got to do is pay back a 12 to 18% loan. But stocks don't always double. And that's like right now. 
I've told my spouse, I'm like, yeah, I think real estate prices are kind of done moving for, for right now until we start figuring out. And it doesn't mean that I'm right. It just means that if we're looking at traditional models where people put money down on down payment from typically stock appreciation or money down on down payment for money they've saved or money down to help service the, you know, 600, 700, $800,000 mortgage, which is now costing you four five, $600 more because mortgage rates have moved from two and a half percent to 5% in the last 12 to 18 months. So now let's, let's go from negative to positive. And I'm not against what Bank of America says. It's October 22nd. I think it's a little bit silly to predict the date. But I like it. They're just saying, you know, historically, this isn't where we stop. Now, history has a, a great way of repeating itself on Wall Street, or at least setting some precedent for expectations. For the last five years, every time the stock market would go down 5%, we were like, buy, 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 buy. And we made money. This year, I'm dollar cost averaging at lower prices into my 401k than I did in previous years. I'm stoked. I'm not happy that everything that I've accumulated in 20 plus years of doing it is 20% off. If you're going by the NASDAQ as a benchmark, if you're going by the SP 500, it's 13%. That should be another thing that you should do right now with your portfolio is if you're down 13%, you're like, yeah, I'm down with the market. That makes sense. If you're down 20%, you're taking more risk. If you're down 25%, you're taking way too much risk. If you're down 30%, what are you doing wrong? You may not want to do this forever because you're not doing it right. So a long way to turn around for tech stocks may be right around the corner, according to longtime bull Dan Ives. I've made more money following Dan Ives than I've made not listening to Dan Ives. He's a software analyst, technology analyst at Wedbush Securities. I followed him for 25 plus years. Once high-flying tech names have gotten crushed and the Federal Reserve abandoned its market-friendly easy money policies, tried to rein in inflation. As economic growth slowed, the backdrop has been just brutal for high-flying companies with premium valuations. With companies that have nothing to really base their valuations on, like no earnings, they've got hit the hardest. The price action is just the nature of the Fed liftoff backdrop. He wrote uh, in a message in a research report on Friday. He thinks it'll become somewhat clear for Powell to start the bottoming process for the tech sector. I says, we continue to think that the path for tech stocks are higher from here. Now let's talk about some of the tech stocks that he's talking about. He said, there's some stocks that are stay away. Stay away. You stay away from my daughter. When you hear the word stay away, it's usually like that, right? You stay away from that stock. That stock's bad news. So he says, stay away from Netflix, stay away from Zoom, stay away from DocuSign. That's interesting. He believes that software and cybersecurity stocks in particular are poised for a rebound. He thinks enterprise tech and semiconductors have held up extremely well. Here's six stocks he thinks are interesting. Consult a broker riser for taking action on any stocks. He thinks Oracle, Adobe, Salesforce. Top software names to own at these levels, while well, he noted that Amazon and Google are companies that should disproportionately benefit from the ongoing shift to cloud computing. His cybersecurity stocks that he likes, CyberArk, not ARK Investments with Kathy Woods, but CyberArk, Fortinet, CrowdStike, 
Um, but his top stocks are Tesla, Apple, Microsoft, Palo Alto Networks. Find us at robblackshow.com. Robblackshow.com. Right now, when you're talking about strategy, you feel like, I don't know. Is this going to piss people off if I talk about the top 10 things you'll spend less on in retirement? It feels like it's going to anger you more than make you like, oh, yeah, I wasn't thinking about that. You'll spend less on transportation in retirement. But that assumes you're spending less on gas, right? You'll spend less on clothing in retirement, but that assumes that we don't hit 7% inflation for a long period of time and that something else doesn't go wrong with supply chain. The average retired household spends $1,070 a year on apparel, while the average working household spends $1,866 a year. I think I'm significantly under both. I'm not exactly like, give me a free hoodie, but pretty much so give me a free hoodie. You'll spend less on food in retirement, but that doesn't really hold up when we start talking about inflation. But as I've gotten older, my meals have become smaller, which is nice. Your housing costs will be cheaper in retirement. Mm, Not if you have to move or put a roof on. Average spending on housing for Americans who are 55 to 64 is $18,000 a year. It decreases to $15,800 a year for people 65 to 74. It drops even further to $13,375 for people who are 75 and older. And again, that just reminds you, like, there's a lot of America that uh, has really cheap housing and hasn't seen it budge. I was looking at some of the markets that have underperformed significantly in the last 20 years versus the ones that have outperformed and doing some analysis on which one's likely to outperform in the short term. Short term, me, three to five years. So we're all different with how we approach what what rings our bell. Dow loses 500 points. The SP 500 tumbles to a new low for 2022 as the sell-off intensifies. We're waiting for a panic day when CNBC stays on 24-7, crisis in the markets. Fox News headline, like, our stock's going to zero. Um, MSNBC, you know, it'll be something along the lines of uh, CEOs make too much money. So the angles are coming. We're just not there yet. We've been so trained for 5% corrections. So this year we're like, ah, 10% on the S&P 500. That's not, that's bad than five, but it's not terrible. We can live with it. Interesting note that Dr. Strange had a very good weekend at the movie theater. I don't get Dr. Strange and I don't need you to explain it to me. Let's just agree that disagree that I'm not so hip and cool that I know everything. Um, I think Benedict Cumberbatch is a little overextended and, I think the superheroes are, I don't know. He was just always a weird superhero to me as a kid. I don't want to say that. I thought he was smoking dope, but I always thought that was the one that was meant for like older teenagers versus younger teenagers. And I wasn't a big comic guy. Right now we got the SP 500 down 57 points. sitting at 4,065, down 1.3%. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is down 326 points, down 1%. The Nasdaq's down 203 points, down 1.7%. Those don't feel so bad compared to some of those 5%, 4% down days last week. We came into the year in a market that was way overvalued historically. And what I'm talking about with the word overvalued, I'm talking about 
on a 10-year basis, Apple's traded between a PE of 15 and 28. And if it was trading at 28, it's at the high end of its trading valuations. PE, the price of the stock there, it's earnings. So any company that was trading at a the high end has gotten a readjustment. Any company that's not have any E in the PE, so there's no PE, there's just revenue. They've been taken to the woodshed hard. We have a huge debate going on in America on the pandemic. And do you want me to tell you how things can go from bad to worse? We're expecting a surge in the fall as kids go back to school. As the weather gets cold and people start coughing and sneezing again. And the question is, do we catch an unlucky break and COVID mutates this time? Not only is it more super infectious than ever, but now it's back to the deadly version, more deadly for average people. I'm trying to code these words so I don't piss anyone off, which totally sucks. Uh, But again, I'm not a doctor. Crude oil is down three bucks today to sit in 106.50. For us to get to a normalized area for success on Wall Street, we need oil at under 100. Over 100, it's stressful. It creates inflation. Everything that we eat or consume or buy or shop for comes to us in a truck, and everything that's in a truck comes with diesel, and diesel costs are too high. They're inflating. Truckers are going out of business or they're leaving the business. So we don't get enough truckers, so we don't get enough our things on time. I've been waiting for a kitchen table, a dining room table, for 10, I'll be fair, nine and a half months. I could have had, how shall we say, a session and had a baby nine months later. That's a long time to gestate, to incubate a table. They're taking their time on that one. So yes, I'm still eating at basically a glorified card table. So 10-year treasury sits at 3.11%, a little bit lower today. That's been a barrier for Wall Street as it's marched straight from 1.5 to 3 a higher cost of borrowing. It's a bigger, higher cost of borrowing. Bitcoin hits 33,000. If you take a look at a chart of Bitcoin, do you know where it should go? 10,000. I know you're saying, Rob, that's not fair. Well, take a look. Back in October of 2020, you saw Bitcoin at 10,000. And then it went straight up during 2020 and 2021. And now it looks like it's coming back down to what's called fill the gap. Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is the Rob Black Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.